Hi, people. Thank you for joining in and listening to the Travel and Transformation show with me, your host, Sophia. And today, my guest is Tyrese Scott. So Tyrese is a travel business owner. And tell us a little about yourself and how you actually got into the travel business. Okay. Hello, everyone, all the listeners out there. My name is Tyrese. Um, As Sophia said, I am a travel business owner. I've been doing this almost two years, and it actually came about from someone I seen on my social media page, and she was posting about it, and I asked her about it. So, okay, you asked her, like, hey, how are you doing what you're doing, and what made you decide that this is something that I want to do? I think I was really at that point in my life where it was time for me to start traveling. A lot of uh, travel experiences I put on hold just because of my life as it was in the past. But this was a time where I was actually considering travel. And when I seen her post, it made me inquire, like, what are you doing? What is that that I see? So she sent me some information about what it was that she was doing. I said, oh, okay, travel agent. (laughs) So in that, I went on and took it on. So you said it's been about two years that you've been doing this. Are you mostly recruiting partners to work with you or are you booking a lot of travel? I am. I have my hands on both. I have my hands on both with the added perk for myself of actually taking trips. So I am actually growing a team within this opportunity. So far, I've exposed about 15 people. Uh, 11 said yes (laughs) and they came in and joined um, and booking travel I've been booking some travel for myself and others so where is the last place that you went the last place I went I was on a cruise that cruise took me to Ocho Rios Jamaica Bahamas I feel like there was another place in there but it was a seven-day cruise on carnival okay so then are you booking um, groups Right now, like, is there a specialty that you have in the travel industry? Because I know some people book groups, some people do honeymoons, some people, you know, they just specialize in a thing. Or some people do cruises. So is do you have a specialty? I haven't honed in on a specialty yet. That is something I'm working on now. Um, Right now in my training, I'm actually learning more about the cruises. But honing down and specifying that I'm only going to do this or that as my main niche, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So what what is it that you would like to get out of the travel business? The ability to actually show people how affordable it can be versus them um, looking at it as a big expense. You know, there are ways to make it more affordable than what they think it is. And for myself, honestly... Before I started doing it, I thought it was more cost effective. But now that I'm in the industry, I see it differently. Okay, talk a little bit more about that. Well, one thing as far as making it more cost effective is if the person can actually take a look at it from the perspective of them being their own travel advisor, because there's a lot of perks that come along with that. Um, Myself, I've actually um, went to one of our vendor presentations and I walked away with winning a four-day three-night trip to Aruba 
you know, so there's different ways you can capitalize on it. I just have to get myself to Aruba, but my stay would be complimentary through that specific vendor that I saw. So a lot of people, I mean, before I, I became a travel agent and the, and the business owner, I booked all my travel myself. So for the people listening, what would you say to them when they say, I can just do it myself. I don't need a travel agent. What do I need a travel agent for? What would you say to them? What I've encountered is a lot of times the people that do the, I can book it myself. Um, when you're doing that, you're actually doing it in a sense for free. Because once you actually make that booking, whomever that is that you book through, the pricing itself already has commission tied inside of it. So you as a regular consumer go to XYZ website. And to be honest, a lot of times those of us that are doing stuff like that, we're looking at more than one website. A lot of us don't know that they're actually owned by one owner. So we think that we're making a comparison from A to B to C to D, where they're all actually owned by one person. So no matter who you purchase from, that larger billion dollar organization is getting that money. And again, that commission that's already built inside. If you don't have a travel advisor, travel agent in the middle, nobody's getting it. It's going back to that company that is already millions and billions of dollars rich. So, okay, if I don't want to become, you know, a travel agent or something, what would, again, if I put commissions aside, what would be a good reason for me to get a travel agent or a travel consultant or a travel advisor? Um, we have inside knowledge as far as maximizing your dollars. We have ways of ensuring that we're getting what's best for you according to your budget. And again, um, not necessarily that you may want to get the commission, but knowing that there is a commission piece there, would you want it to go back to that company or just go ahead and have an advisor or agent that you know of, then you can help benefit them. And sometimes it's small commission. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, every commission might amount to a hundred or more dollars. Sometimes it may only be a $10 or $50, but that could help that agent. Maybe that's their gas for the week. You know, maybe it's something, it's, it's relieving a bill in some kind of way for them. So, I mean, I guess that that is a good way to look at it because if you use a travel agent, then not only are you helping yourself get where you want to go and you don't have to do all the legwork and, and you can kind of sit back and ask questions, but you're also helping another person in their life. Indeed. Indeed, you are the customer service that you would get from the agent. Because when you're booking on those websites, you don't have anybody to talk to. Exactly. So do you still work a full-time job and do this as well? Or is this your primary job? I do work a full-time job. <laughs> so, okay. That brings me to my next question. Where do you find the time to actually do the travel business and to to be a travel agent and to provide that, you know, extra step of customer service for your people? It's one that I look at in a sense of, um, I do it part-time, of course, because I'm doing uh, my regular job full-time. 
doing it part-time, um, for me, my full-time is overnight. So that helps me as far as my day, how I'm going to run my day. I do mentally set aside, okay, I want to try to do something within a four-hour time block. Mm-hmm. But what exactly will I be doing? Um, when it comes to searching for travel for someone or searching for myself, I try to limit myself to two hours. And then the rest is kind of the administrative side, the paperwork, the getting things together. If I have to create an actual quote for the client, at least I'm no longer searching for where I want them to go. I've right. already done that search, but now I have to present it to them. So it's just different ways that I look at it. Um, in hindsight, um, I will touch my business every day in some okay. fashion or another, even if it's just to send an email out to previous clients, you know, it could be a welcome home. Um, and one thing that helps me is the automated processes that we have out there too. So I try to get automated. So I'm not touching as often as I think I would need to. <laughs> and so what is one of the ways that you're finding clients who aren't people that you already know? On social media. I promote myself on social media. I have actually started a Facebook group under my um, business name and in that group uh, every now and then I don't do it as often as I, I set out to do but every now and then I'll just invite people because a lot of, of my actual Facebook friends are not in my group so I just go through every now and then maybe send out about a hundred you know invites maybe five will join in maybe not you know you just don't know who but I also do post on my regular Facebook page so that they know that this is who I am as well. Okay. And you said you have a group under your business name. What is your business name? New Awesome Travelers. It oh. has a unique spelling, but it's New Awesome, N-U-A-U-S-S-E-M. That's all one word and it's Traveler. Sweet. So do you have, um, is that your website as well? Or can people... Can people just look that up on Facebook and find your group? They can look that up on Facebook. My website is currently being um, built. So I'm not putting that one out there yet, but that's currently being built. I do have my website through my host travel agency that is connected, but my own personal, I'm still working on that. Okay. Well, that sounds good. So, you know, we'll have to um, give everybody an update when that comes out. So do you have like a favorite or funny travel story, either that your clients gave you or something that happened with you that you can share? Um, okay. Um, I was in Cabo San Lucas. This was April of 2022. And um, just being a city girl from Baltimore, Maryland, there was always this, um, attraction to these people even though it was illegal <laughs> riding these uh, dirt bikes mm. and these four wheelers and I'm in Cabo San Lucas and I actually had the opportunity to get on one of these ATVs out here in the desert and I am scared out my wits to actually drive it it was a uh, we were in a small group it was myself two others and the actual lead for us and they just left me in the back they just said, let, let her get in the back because she's going slow. But the lead guy, he just kept, made sure I was still with them. 
you know, <laughs> but they were, he kept telling me, you're not going to flip over. All I kept seeing was a little, like if I would see, you know, from the trees and the roots would be in the, in the sand. I'm like, if I hit that, I'm going to flip over. You're not going to flip over. I made it. My hands were nice and sweaty after I got off of that bag on stage. It was an experience, though. I like seeing people ride that stuff, but me being on it. But it was mesmerizing because we were riding along the ocean side, you mm -hmm. know, just to be out there. So I had my breathing moments, but yeah. <laughs> would you do it again? I would. I would, but still... <laughs> Um, I have a little more knowledge of it now because I've done it that once, but still, I, I'd probably still be scared, though, just because I keep thinking I'm going to flip over on this little four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's something that people who haven't traveled yet because of fear, that's something that I really want them to hear. You said, I was scared and I did it anyway. And I think that's one thing that travel can bring to us is a way of seeing different things, experiencing different things, and then even overcoming, you know, overcoming your fears, because sometimes you don't have the opportunity to do certain things at home, or you don't even think about doing certain things at home, but you go somewhere else. It's like, yeah, let's try that, you know, right. because you have more of an open mind and an adventurous spirit once you're out doing stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. I just couldn't do nothing but laugh because I was by myself. So I didn't have family or friends to laugh at me. So I just had to laugh at myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a great quality because a lot of people don't know how to laugh at themselves. And, you know, you take yourself too seriously. There's so much of life that you actually miss because life can be amusing. Yeah, indeed. So... Is there anything else about travel or about being part of the travel industry that you'd like our audience to know? Um, pretty much if there's anyone looking for that life, that that part of life as far as traveling. Um, one thing was said to me even before I started this opportunity myself was that and this was a family members, we were talking about a family trip and we were looking to go internationally. And she just said how there's so much more that we can see in the United States before we have to consider going internationally. It really made me take heed to what she said. And in my research here and there, I see that there is a lot that we can be doing domestically instead of going international. And you can still have a lot of fun a lot of people take trips for history reasons. They just want to learn about different places. We have a lot of history, even on the mainland, instead of going out of the country. But I want passport stamps, not just to say a passport stamp, but I want to see the world. Right. I really do. So I think that being, again, being inside of the industry and knowing that you can do it for a fraction of the cost, it helps. Because a lot of people, you know, and especially since we've been through this, you know, I don't want to say it, but, you know, this pandemic, it just shows you that we need to live a little. We need to live a little more and stop existing. We have to see more. There's a lot of the world out here for us to see. I couldn't agree with you more because I love to travel internationally. And, you know, for me, it's the sights, the sounds, the people, the culture, the food. Um all of that. 
<laughs> you know, and so I do actually want to see more of the states, but sometimes I find that I can get a deal where it's actually cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> to, to fly internationally than it is to fly cross country. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to weigh weigh the opportunity and say, okay, within my budget, where do I want to go? And then see what fits the budget. Right. But yeah, what I'm still learning some stuff about that too. <laughs> what I really want to do for myself, I have a globe. Actually, I have several globes. And I've done it once and I want to just keep doing it. Spin the globe with my eyes closed and then put my finger on a spot and see where it lands and then go okay. there. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I think that's just, well, like I said, love traveling, love globes. So that's just a fun thing for me that I want to do more of on a regular basis. So maybe the next time I spin, if I end up in the middle of the ocean, then I'll have to take a cruise or something. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, I really appreciate your time today and I would love to talk to you some more, you know, um, when you have some more great travel stories to tell, or even if you have, if you have travel tips, yeah, before, actually, before I let you go, do you have any travel tips that you can leave with the audience? Any travel tips? Yes, I do have a couple. Um, one of them is kind of ties into itself, but especially with the international travel, going somewhere where English is not the native, you want to make sure that you have essential, whether it's that Excedrin for the headache whether it's that uh, upset stomach, whether it's for the cramps, you want to make sure you have your essentials because a lot of times the language barrier could prevent you from getting that resolve. You know, you don't know how you're going to be after the flight. Make sure you have, for myself, I take Dramamine. Mm. I don't know if that's effective for everyone, um, but that is something that I've learned. Some people use ginger itself instead, ginger candies. What's another one? Um, the locks, and I learned this because my first real trip, I was a solo traveler, but there are some locks out there that you can get to lock the doors. You're in the room by yourself. Just be secure within yourself. Mm, I and have last- one of those. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, I'll add, knowing what country you're going to, you might want to carry your own outlet, the, one that's, the outlet that's universal to them, but you can use it for your own U.S. devices. Because when I went to Dubai, they didn't have regular U.S. outlets. I had, I'm glad I knew it. I learned it before I went, but I had to use my own little, I forget the what it's called. Um, it might be a European um, outlet, but you plug it in there. And then everything that you would normally use U.S., you can, if you're charging up like maybe USB or the three prong or two prong that we're used to, it's all connected within that little box. Yeah. So that's something to have. That's actually, that's a, that's a good tip because I actually travel with a couple of those just in mm-hmm. case. Cause sometimes depending on where you're staying, the hotel has them, but if enough people show up without them, then you could be that one person who they're like, sorry, we don't have right. more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good, that's a really good tip to um 
remember. And you know what? If you don't mind, I will borrow that from my travel tip Tuesday. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, because that is a really good one and something that people forget. So I mm-hmm. like to do I like to do a little checklist because I, I liked it. Well, I just like checking stuff off my list, saying that it's done, but because I'm a list person anyway, but yeah, I like to do a little checklist when I'm traveling just to make sure that I have the essentials, you know, and if I'm taking my computer, make sure that I take the computer charging cord, Uh, (laughs) you know, take the, the converter. And if I'm taking my camera, make sure I have like the, all the essentials from my camera. And then, you know, not forgetting, depending on the location, what clothes you're going to take, just so you have, you know, like you, like just that checklist. And if I'm going, if I'm going somewhere where it's summer or it's warm, make sure you take sunscreen. And now I'm, I'm traveling with, you know, a reusable water bottle just so that, you know, it can be a little bit more environmentally friendly. Yeah. I picked that up on one of my like my last trips. <laughs> yeah, because most of the airports now they have um, fountains that are s- specifically made to refill bottles, so that comes in really handy, especially since it's what almost seven dollars a bottle if you want to buy bottled water in the airport. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been thirsty. I was thirsty before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeedy. Okay. So with that, thank you for the tips and, you know, for spending a little bit of time with us today and letting us know, you know, what it's like to be an agent and and an owner and how you can help people. So I will talk to you again. Thanks again for coming. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. All right. (laughs) See ya. All right. Have a good one. You too.